6, verse number 38. And we bless the name of Jesus today. Glory be to God. We bless the name of Jesus today. Glory to his name. Let's go to work. Let's go to work. There's glory. I thank God that the glory is here. I thank God that there's freedom here. I thank God that the presence of God is here. And when we come together, God's presence is here. Amen. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Look what it says here. Uh, very familiar text. Um, and we're going to look at it from what the Lord spoke to me today. As the word came to my heart. Luke 6 and 38. Given it shall be given unto you. Y'all see that? Good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you what? Again, that's number one. So Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Let's go there. And we're going to connect this to uh, some of the scriptures that we did on Sunday too as well. So we're going to deal with singleness. Amen. Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Yes. It says here um, in Luke chapter 11, verse number 33, no man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Y'all see that? Verse 34, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, everybody say single. One, the whole body is also full of light. But when thine eye is evil, the body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. Amen. See that? All right, let's go to Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And then we'll park back in Luke 6 to start this thing out. Mark 12, 28. God, we bless you. Amen. It says here in Mark chapter 12, verse, verse 28. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Verse 29. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Everybody say one single. The Lord our God is single Lord. Verse 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, verse 31, is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. 
And the scribes, scribes said unto him, Well, master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, single, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all her whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that does ask him any question. I want to deal with you with the fact that we all have a singles ministry. Let your neighbor tell your neighbor, you have a singles ministry. Amen. Look at somebody else and tell them, you have a singles ministry. Father God, we just thank you and we bless you right now for the power of God to speak the word in such a way that it becomes life to the hearer. Oh, Lord God, that there's seed that is sown. And Lord God, fruit that is born. Oh, Lord God, unto the kingdom of God, like leaven working itself through the entire lump. We just bless you and we just thank you right now for the leaven of the kingdom to be sold in our hearts. That you might be glorified through our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the house of God. I want to share this with you all. I want to go back to Luke chapter 6, verse number 38. And I want to start right there. Amen. Uh, Luke chapter 6. And verse number 38, it says something so profound. It says, give, watch this, and it shall be given unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Right? Give, and it shall be given. Now, the first point I want to make from this text is when it says give and it shall be given is not just how giving functions. I, I want to help you understand something. He's not just talking about how giving functions, but how becoming functions. Amen. I, I know we've always been taught from that this scripture from the perspective, which is not wrong. In actuality, he's talking about giving forgiveness, giving it shall be given unto you. But it's a principle that applies in within the text itself. He's talking about forgiveness, but, the, but it applies to so many other things besides forgiveness. And that's we've just taken it for money because, you know, we live in a generation that's money hungry. Right. So so now. We've been taught this scripture from the perspective of to the degree you sow dictates the abundance you will reap in tangible things. Amen. But give and it shall be given isn't just in giving something tangible to reap something tangible, but giving something to reap identity. Remember, we've been dealing with original identity. Give and it shall be given to you is a principle that you are given identity to through as well. And I'm going to share it with you. I can give to become. Did y'all hear what I just said? As a matter of fact, I'm supposed to give to become. Please hear me. We don't just give to get. We give to become. Give and it shall be given. I want to I make sure that we understand that. To the degree you give yourself to what you want to become, what you want to become will give itself back to you. 
Amen. I'm trying to help you understand. I promise you that I'm all in the Bible. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say to the degree you give yourself to what you want to become, what you want to become, what you want to become will give itself back to you. If I give all of myself to becoming a basketball player, basketball will give all of itself to me. If I spend three hours a day dribbling, two hours a day shooting, um, dieting, running, um, training, I'll become a great basketball player because I gave myself to what? Basketball. So basketball gave itself back to me. Give and it shall be what? given. It's not just talking about getting, it's talking about becoming. Everybody following what I'm saying? We don't just give to get, we give to become. To the degree you give yourself to what you want to become, what you want to become will give itself back to you. Everybody following what I'm saying? So if you want to become a hairdresser, if you want to become a business owner, if you want to become a politician or the like, and you give yourself to becoming that thing, uh, if you practice and you watch videos, and, 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 and you practice on heads and, and you go to hair shows, eventually you're going to become a distinguished hairdresser. Why? Give and it shall be given to you. What you give yourself to become will give you back the identity of what you gave into. Amen? Give and it shall be. I'm trying to give and it shall be given is not just a way of sowing. It's a means by which we gain our identity. I keep on repeating it because I got to make sure that you get it. God has created us. We are created. We function to gain our identity by giving devotion to what will give us back its identity. That's how we function. You only become what you give yourself to. Give and it shall be given to you. Whatever I give myself to will give me back its identity because we're created to be given our identity by what we're devoted to. I'm going to say that again. We are created to give our identity to what we're devoted to. If we devote ourselves to sports, see, we say that and shake our head, but we got to understand what I just said and why there is so much idolatry in the house of God and why God says, says repent ye adulterers and turn your laughing into weeping if we devote ourselves to sports sports will give us back um, itself as a part of our identity we'll know all the stats we'll know all I'm talking records we will know when the game times are we'll know everything else about what our team we'll talk about when we won even though you can't even play why because it's our team my devotion to that team has given that team a right to give me a measure of its identity as my identity because give and it shall be, come on, it shall be given. Everybody follow what I'm saying? If our children devote themselves to playing games, games will give our children back a part of their identity. They'll know codes. They'll know bonus points. They'll know how to break the game. They'll, they'll know how to continue the game. when the next. They'll know when the next game is coming out. Their devotion to that that game has given the game a right to give them a measure of its identity as their identity. Therefore, they are gamers because give and it shall be. Everybody following what I'm saying? Everybody following what I'm saying? So God has created us to gain identity by giving devotion to what will give us back its identity. 
Amen. That's why you got to be careful what you give yourself. I'm talking to the young people. Be careful what you devote yourself to, because whatever you devote yourself to is going to give you back who you are. Whatever I give myself to will give me back its identity. Now, this is what we got to understand. And please allow me to teach today. The world around us is created to bring us into devotion to it so it can give us different identities. I'm going to say that again. The world around us is created to get us enamored enough with it to devote our time, energy, money, talent to it because the, the prince of this world understands if I can get them to devote themselves to it, I can give it to them as part of their identity. Everybody following what I'm saying? I'm a fan. Amen. That is not just what you do. That's an identity. I'm a car buff. I'm, I like clothes. I love movies. I like to travel. I love good meals. Those are not just things that, that you, those are identities. And, and get, please hear me while I'm walking this thing out. None of those things are a problem as long as they're not priority. When they become priority, they have a right to give identity. Amen. When I got to have it, I'm a big basketball fan. I'm a, I'm a fashion buff. I, I love movies. My devotion to those things have allowed these things to give themselves back to me. Give and it shall be what? Given. Whatever I give myself to gives itself back to me. Why does the world seek to do this? Why does the world want our devotion through our attention and through us giving itself to it? Because with multiple identities, I lose singleness. Come on, I'm trying to go back to the oneness that we talked about on Sunday I lose singleness there's a part of me that likes this wants that uh, needs this enjoys that all of me isn't in agreement I am divided it's so hard to get all of me to do anything because so many different parts of me want to do everything amen how many of you want to sit down and read but you had too many other parts of you running crazy and you just closed the book Right? How many of you wanted to, to, to study for, for what you had in school, but you couldn't study for what you had in school because you had too many different parts of you running in different ways? Man, the game is about to come on. Man, my friends are about to go here. Man, everybody else is having fun. Man, I'm stuck in the house. And I got all these different identities keeping me from my single focus, and therefore I can't do what's in front of me. Amen? So, so now anything all of us does we have power to do. Anytime my mind, body, soul, do, do you understand that when, when let us, let there be light, let there be a dividing of the firmament from the firmament, let there be, and there was, and there was, and there were, and then let us. There let there be had power because it came out of a let us existence. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost were all in agreement. Anybody that's in, all in agreement, when your body, soul, and spirit agrees on anything, you're going to be successful in that. Glory be to God, no matter what it is, amen, you are going to now progress and succeed because all of you are focused on one thing, and we were created. I'm, I'm about to talk about it in one minute minute we were created to be one although we are three expressions in one body body soul and spirit amen 
Anything all of us does, we have power to do. But it's hard for me to get all of me to focus on one thing because so many pieces of me have been given identity without me realizing it. Glory be to God. There's things that I've devoted myself to that I gave to that gave me back a part of it that keep me from being all of me. Everybody follow what I'm saying? So because so many don't understand the principle of give and it shall be given that whatever we give ourselves to will give us back its identity. We find ourselves lacking in what we need most to accomplish anything. You know what we need most to accomplish anything? Single focus. Glory be to God. One of the hardest things to do is to keep saints' attention in church. Glory be to God. Now, God forbid when you're, when you're on your job. God forbid when you're at home. But just in church, just having a focus Focus on worship, having a focus on the word, having a focus on tapping in. It's hard because there's so many other parts of you running in different directions. Amen. And so now, glory be to God. Watch this. What it says. Why is that a challenge? Why is why is that so important? Come here, Taylor. Come here, Denitric. Come here, Josiah. Why is that a challenge? I'm going to show you why in a minute. We're going to go to Mark chapter 12, verse 28. What you're seeing here, what you're seeing here is all of me. This is me. This is me. This is me. And this is me. All of it's fine. Y'all line up behind me. All of it's good when all of me is one with me. As long, y'all follow me. As long as all of me stays here. As long as all of me comes to church, y'all hear me? As long as all of me are, is in praise, as, as long as all of me is in prayer, spirit, soul, and body, the mad me, the angry me, the discouraged me, the frustrated me, all of the me's, as long as I can get all of the me's in one place, we all right. So when I lift my hand, my soul is tapped in, my spirit is tapped in, and my body is tapped in. When I praise God, I'm not praising him just with my lips, but my God, my soul is reaching for him. My spirit is crying out for him. All of me is here. What's the challenge? The problem is given it shall be given. I've given myself to so many things that given me other identities, it's hard for me to be in one place at one time. How many of you understand it's hard for you to be in one place at one time? Glory be to God. You're, come on, you're you trying to figure out what I'm going to cook. You're trying to figure out how much money you got. You're trying to find out the score because you got the sports me way over here. You notice I made that the little kid. Well, I wonder who went in the game in the middle of church. Because that's the sports, but you can go sit down over there. Amen? And then you got the sensitive me. Nobody understands me. Nobody wants to listen to me. You can go sit back over there. Amen? And then you got to shoot. I'm a man. I ain't going to, you ain't going to buck up. Look, you got the big one. You ain't going to buck you go sit where you sitting. What's the problem? I'm in church, but I'm scattered all over the place. I'm scattered. So when I lift my hands, glory be to God, I, I'm not really tapping in. When I sing the songs, I really ain't feeling nothing. And the glory is here. God's presence is here. God is touching folks. And I'm sitting there miserable because I didn't bring all of me in here to begin with. And the problem is I don't even know where all of me is. Ask your neighbor, are you, here? are you here? I know you're here, but is all of you here? 
The reason why we can't hear because most of the time we come and all of us ain't here. Right. How can you hear and all of you ain't here? Thank you, Lord. Amen? Amen? Mark chapter 12, verse 28. Look at this. Watch this. Somebody shout oneness. oneness. Thank you, Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And look at this. Look what it says. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of what? And Jesus answered, the first of all commandments, God, this is so powerful, is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is what? <clears throat> One Lord, verse 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of thy mind, and with all of thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, well, master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God and there is none other but he. And to love him with all of the heart and with all of the understanding and with all of the soul. Everybody say all. And with all of the strength. Everybody say all. And to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Y'all see that? The kingdom of God. Watch this. I'm going to share another aspect of the kingdom of God today that the Lord, the word of the Lord came to me in my heart. The kingdom of God is all of God. The kingdom of God is all of God, and we access the all of God by giving him all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. All of him for all of us. There's an exchange. He said you're not far from the kingdom of God because you know us to, give, to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. All of him for all of All of him for all of us. All of us gains access to all of him as we devote all of ourselves to him. Amen? So if you look at it, it really don't make sense what was said. Now watch what's said. Watch what's said here. Mark chapter 12, verse 29. The first of all the commandments, he says the first of all the commandments. Pay attention to that. Is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That does not sound like a commandment. That sounds like a statement. That ain't a, is, is that a commandment? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God. He said, hear the first commandment. The Israel, the Lord our God, is single. He is one Lord. But that ain't a commandment. That's a statement. Why would Jesus refer to that statement as a commandment? Please hear me closely. He's revealing the foundation of his nature. And understanding his nature reveals a requirement we can't keep until we know who we were. Glory be to God. We have to be in original identity based on his identity to worship him what happens when there's one God but many me's that's the problem that we have there's a part of me that want to worship God but there's still a part of me that want to sleep with my girlfriend there's a part of me that want to worship God but there's still a part of me that wants to, to operate in anger there's a part of me that want to worship God but there's still a part of me that want to do what I want to do when I want to do it the problem is it's one God and many me so which one of me worships him the spiritual me because you sure ain't going to get the mad me to come. The mad me just going to sit over there and pout. Right. 
The one that thinks it's all about me is going to say, look, they don't understand me. No, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Amen? Amen. Our identity won't allow us to worship one God because we're multiple people. Sin means separation. What sin did was separate us, and we were no longer one person in one body. Come on, you done met me. Oh, glory be to God. Don't sit up there and act like but there are many people in church that aren't one person in one body. They got a mad them, happy them, sad them, ugly them, joyful them. Can I say it this way? We got a happy us, joyful us, depressed us, excited us, multiple me. How can I, as an individual, worship one God when I'm not one? Sin separated me. Watch this. Obviously, follow this. Who I were was one before who I became someone, before I became someone that's all over the place. If he was always one God and I was created to worship him, obviously, at some point, I was just one man. Obviously, I was single. Obviously, at one point, I was one man. Obviously, there is an atonement. Because he's one God, how can me? I want to worship you, but I'm too depressed to worship you. I want to bless you, but I'm too discouraged to. I just don't feel no strength right now. I don't feel no joy right now. Well, No, 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 no. You actually do. It's just the other you that just showed up. Obviously, watch this, at one time, there was only one thing I was completely devoted to because God created me to gain identity. Come on, y'all got to track it by giving devotion to what will give me back identity. Give and it shall be what? Given to you. We're created to be given our identity by what we're giving our devotion to. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, is a declaration that reveals at one point in our existence, we only gave ourselves to one thing, uh, uh, devoted ourselves to one thing, lived for one thing. Oh, oh, glory be to God. If there was one God, that means I was only amazed by one thing at one point there was only one thing that could keep my attention there was only one thing that could give me life there's only one thing that can motivate me there's only one thing that I've desired of the Lord and that will I at one point I only had my eyes on one thing I had to because he's only one God what happens when there's one God but many me's how can I, as an individual, worship God with all of me and I'm not one? And I can't find some parts of who I am. That's what losing your soul is. Losing your soul ain't just going to hell. Losing your soul is losing your temper and you can't control it. You don't know where it's at. I don't know what just happened. I blanked out. You lost your soul. I don't want to be sad no more, but I'm still sad. You lost your soul. You can't find it. Amen. So my body's in church, but my mind's on dinner, and my soul is mad at my spouse all at the same time. My lips are praising God, but my mind is on my issue, and my soul don't want to give him any glory all at the same time. The part of me that's a sports fan is checking 
the game on the phone while I'm acting like I'm reading scriptures. The part of me that's spiritual is in church because I'm supposed to be in church. Amen. And then my mind is on hoping I can get home in time enough to catch some of the game. All at the same time. Amen. The kingdom of God is all of God. I'm going to say that again. The kingdom of God is all of God. We access the all of God by giving him all of our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. The problem is we're not single. There are parts of my heart everywhere, parts of my mind everywhere, parts of my soul everywhere that I've given and been given to by so many sources because I've given myself to relationships I ain't in no more. Glory be to God. But then when I get new, I, I met a man the other day and he swept down. He was giving me wisdom. He swept down, man, let me, let me learn you something. You don't want to learn nothing, young man. And I said, well, sir, learn me something. Please. Amen. I, I want to know if you, you got interested. He said, there's only two type of black. There's only two type of black men. There is the white black man and the black black man. There's only two type of people. There are people who are crooked and people, uh, people who want to cheat you and people who don't. And then he went on and on and on how he'd been cheated by insurance people. And went on and on and on how when he looked at me, he already knew I was coming to try to get some of his money and so forth and so on. And I said, sir, my, my thing is with you, he said, look, what did he say? He, he, I asked him for his name. My name ain't important. I, 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 don't, I don't need to know your name. Uh, you don't need to know my name. I said, well, you know, my name is Jeremiah. And, and then, you know, when people act like they know something and they really don't know nothing, they keep on talking and then they say something stupid about something after they said something else. Then he turns around and says something like, well, you know, all you need is description. So if I see somebody, I can tell them it's a light-skinned man walking around in a suit. I said, sir, instead of you describing me, couldn't you just give him my card and my name? Right? And I said, are you a believer? He said, yeah. And you don't believe in the importance of a name? No, I said, ain't in his name you saved? Ain't in his name you healed? Ain't in his name you delivered? Ain't in his name, you know, so forth and so on. And I said, sir, the problem with you is I'm, I don't fall in any one of your categories. I'm not a black, black man or a white, black man. Amen. But the problem is your present has been dictated by your past. Glory be to God. You now filtrate everything and everybody you interact with based off of people who burnt you back then. So I ain't nothing but a crook. But I told him, I said, you got it all wrong because I ain't trying to cheat you. And of course, if I come up to you in a suit and a tie, I want to do business. What you mean? You, you just trying to sell something. Yes, I am. <laughs> I have a suit and a tie on and a name tag. I didn't come just to sit and talk to you in your yard. Else, it just, man. <laughs> All right, bless the Lord. I forgot what I was talking about. Talking about that man. Amen. Yeah, it, it literally what happens is you gain identity 
And it's actually a multiple personality. Amen. How are you going to let something that happened to you in the past dictate your personality now and think you're one person? I said, sir, you're going to miss the one that won't cheat you based off of the eye you can only see for those who will. You can't even see good people. All you can see is bad people. Amen. So I says, and it's, it, given it shall be given to you. God says, watch this. It, it's so, so, so powerful. Um, it says, given it shall be given to you. To the measure you give will be, watch this, to the measure you get back. Right? That's why God, watch this, wants us to give him all of our hearts, minds, souls, and strength. Because anything you give all of yourself to gives all of itself to you. Everybody follow me. Anything, he said, give me all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Watch this. Because anything you give yourself to gives all of itself back to you. Everybody follow me. He says, give me all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because anything you give all of yourself to gives all of itself back to you. God wants all of us because he wants to give all of himself to us. Please hear me. We, we just hear that from a commandment ear and miss the whole point of why he's saying that. Mark 12 and 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy mind, and with all of thy strength. That statement is not a mandate but a love letter. Y'all know that, right? That's actually God's love letter to us. Love me with all of you because in actuality, I just want to give you all of me, and all of me is much bigger than all of you, but I can't give you all of me until you you give me all of you. So love me with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength because there is some anointing I want to blow your mind with. There is some peace I want to pour on you. There is some righteousness I want to wash you in. There is some strength I want to impregnate you with. But I can only give to you to the degree you give to me. So give me it all so I can give it all to you. I don't want to hold nothing back. I don't want no blessings held back. I don't want no anointings held back. I don't want no favor held back. I want to give you everything I got. And newsflash, I got everything. I own a cattle on a thousand hills. So love me with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength because give and it shall be y'all missing it. Given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. I want it all because I want to give it all. That's why he wants it all. He just want to give it all. But I can't give it until you give it. Give and it shall be. So don't give me 30% of your heart because I can only give you 30% of the glory. Don't give me 50% of your mind because I can only give you. For at the measure you give. Love the Lord with all of thy heart, mind, soul, and strength is not a mandate. It is a love letter. It is God's invitation to us to receive all of him, the fullness of the Godhead on a people. Give, and it shall be given to you. Come on. God says, love me with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Because to the degree you love me with all of you, I can give you all of me. And all of me is much bigger than all of you. 
So we're going to get back more than we gave him of us, although we gave him all of us. Come on, what shall we? We've given up houses and lands and left everything for you. Well, in this life, a hundredfold. But in the next one, eternal life. Come on, he wants to give back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Come on, if I give God my time, do you understand how, what happens when we start giving God all of our time? He's going to give me back his eternity. Long life. With long life, I'll satisfy you. Y'all missing that? Not just long life, long successful, long healthy, long impactful, long prosperous life. I'll live to see my babies, 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 babies blessed because I gave him all of my time and I can't never give him all of anything without giving him giving me back all of mine. So I mess around at 110 and I'll run jokers at 50 years old because I gave and it was given back. He don't just want your time to make you miserable. He wants all of your time so he can give you all of his. Give and it shall. Give God all of your soul. Come on. Why does he want all of your soul? So he can give you back, God, of his spirit, a transformed mind and a transformed heart that can't be depressed. You can laugh at it. You can think it ain't real, but it's real. There is a realm of God that you touch where you can't be depressed. You can't be discouraged. You can't be up and down. You can't be energetic today and not tomorrow. You, you, you are consistent. You are strong. You are in peace. You are in joy because you messed around and gave me your little piece of soul and I dropped on you my breath. Give and it shall be. Listen. He's not trying to take your life. He's trying to make it bigger, baby. Do you understand the little bit you give? Glory be to God. You sat and read the Bible for an hour. Do you know what you're going to get for giving him that hour? Do you know what you're going to get for giving him that prayer time? Do you know what you're going to get for giving him that fasting? Give. It's not law. It's for love's sake. Because anybody that really loves you wants to give you everything they got. Come on, God said, give it all to me because I want to give you everything I got. I want to blow your mind. As a matter of fact, I will blow your mind. I want to give you what eyes have not seen, nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of a peace that surpasses all understanding. And all you did was give me your soul. A joy that's unending. And all you did was give me all of you. All God asks of you is to give him all your talent. And he gives you back good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over something called anointing. Uh, come on, if you can type, give him your typing ability, and he'll get, and he'll turn around and give you power to lay hands on the sick. Y'all ain't hear me? And they shall recover. Give any robo shot. That don't even seem like an even trade to me. I, I gave him my ability to teach. That's what I did, uh, cause I'm a teacher. Uh, and he turned around. Y'all ain't hearing me? And slapped me with a prophetic teaching. It ain't even. I just gave him all of my teaching gift, and he made me a prophet. I gave him oh glory. Just give him your talent to clean. Come and clean the church. He'll give you back power to cast out devils. Give and it's. Sh- 
it shall be given good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The only reason why I want to give it to, want you to give me all of you is because I want to give you all of me. And I own a cattle on a thousand hills. Oh, and heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. And the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. We got to shift our mindset from a mosaic law to a grace that everything is done out of love and not by rules. I'm trying to tell you to give him everything for so you can just say you walk around and said I gave him everything. He about to slap you upside the head with inheritance. But he operates within his revealed revealed nature, given it shall be. You think I'm wasting my time when I spend my time up here? Do you understand what's being given? Do you understand how my time is redeemed? Do you understand what it takes folks double the time to do? I can do in half the time because I've given my time so he gives back good measure. Do you understand what I am going to, how successful I'm going to be tomorrow because I gave him my today? Do you understand how God is going to raise me up because I gave Give. Why do you need to deny yourself? Because you can't do yourself better than God can do you. Glory. I need somebody to declare, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Listen, listen, anything you give all of yourself to gives all of itself to you. Which means, see, now watch this. This is the danger. You can give yourself to something without giving all of yourself to God and be successful in it and miss God the whole time. So what I'm trying to tell you is just because you're experiencing success means nothing at all. Anything you give all of yourself to, you're going to succeed in. But when you give it all to God, he'll give you the all that he's calling you to. It's dangerous to be successful in unsanctified assignments. Assignment's not a sign for your life. But when you give it all to him, he'll make sure not only are you successful, you're successful in the vein he's called you to. So anything you give all of yourself to gives all of itself to you. God's heart desire, I can't stop saying this, is for us to give him all of us. Not so he can say, I got you. Not so he can say, I run you, I tell you what to do. Because he wants to give us all of what? 
him. Love the Lord thy God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength isn't a mandate but a love letter. I'm going to say that again. An invitation for God to us to receive all of him. So now what we must understand, people of God, is, is Satan wants to use our nature that we're ignorant of against us concerning devotion. See, most of us don't understand that we're multiple people because of the things that we're giving ourselves to besides God. But most of us don't understand. Why do I fight to focus? I, I want to be more passionate in prayer. Well, stop being like whatever you've given yourself to that's taken away from your ability to seek them in prayer. You're given to something that's giving you back its identity besides being the prayer warrior you were born to be. So now holiness and sanctification stops being a religious act where we're trying in our own effort to be holy and it becomes a desire for a God that loves me so much. I'm not trying to live. You got to live holy. God. No, do you understand what holiness is? It's just God wanting to give me everything. That Singleness, just God and God alone. The enemy knows we're ignorant concerning devotion. He knows God has created us to gain identity. Watch this. By giving devotion to what will give us back its identity. Satan wants us to devote ourselves to many things so we can never know oneness nor worship a God who is one. In short, <clears throat> Satan seeks to separate us. Knowing God can, on, can only give us him to the degree we give ourselves to God. See, if I come back up in here, y'all remember those four people. What happens when only one-fourth of me is even in church? I ain't even got a chance to give them all of me. Because some of me is around the corner. Some of me is on Friday, what I'm going to do. Some of me is on this that I like. Some of me is on watching this. Some of me is on doing that. I don't even bring myself, all of myself in church to give myself an opportunity to get all of God. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, bring yourself back together. If there's ever a place when your mind wonder you need to slap your wrists in church, wake yourself back up. Let me show you. That chicken ain't alive. It ain't going to fly off your plate. It'll be there when you get there. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. <laughs> Why y'all start laughing? I'm rebuking that chicken demon. In Jesus' name. Watch this. It's all right to have other interests, but only one Lord. I got other interests, but there's only one thing that I love. What's the difference? If I get to my interests, I do, and if I don't, I don't. I, I am interested in sports, but if I don't watch the game, guess what? So what? Huh? So what? I don't mind watching the movie, but if I don't watch the movie, guess what? So what? It's an interest. That's only if I can fit it in my schedule, in my devotion to God. But our problem is we have it flipped. We have our interests and figure out when we can fit devotion into all of our, but it's the other way around. Only when my interests can fit into my devotion schedule. As a matter of fact, watch this, my interests are governed by my love. Y'all know why I like to go to the park and play with y'all? Because I understand what it's doing in your heart and your spirit. 
I understand that that's a part of what God is doing right now. I just don't like running and hanging out. You know why me and my kids ride to the park on Sunday? Because I know that's a good time for me to build a relationship and I can speak into their lives. I'm dropping heavy stuff and seeds all in them. Amen. And I'm building a relationship at the same time. Amen. Everything that I do, all of my interests have been orchestrated by my love. I'm not doing AIM because I want to make a difference in children's lives. Right. I'm doing AIM because I love God, and that's what God told me to do. Right. Newsflash. God so loved the world right. that he sent his only begotten son. Do you know why Jesus died for us? Because the father told him to. If the father wouldn't have told him to, guess what? If it be possible, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. If this cup could pack, we sit up there and put all that on Jesus. But the only reason why Jesus did it is because he loved the Father, and the Father loved us. So Jesus actually expresses the heart of the Father. He wanted to die for me. No, the Father wanted him to die for you. Or he would not have done it. Amen. I'm not doing aim because I just want to do something for kids. That's our problem. We just want to do stuff. No, 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 no. In my relationship with God, God loves children and anointed me to minister to them. That's my only interest in it. Otherwise, amen, we ain't got to do it. My interests are always based on my love. Amen. Not the other way around. Who's your neighbor? Tell your neighbor, schedule your interests around your devotion. This is the obvious question. This is the obvious question. How can we give all of ourselves to God in a world that's constantly pulling on our attention and devotion on every side? Ain't that true? The world is constantly trying to get us interested in this, interested in that. You can't turn on the TV for two seconds. This whole new reality movement, man, it'll get you. I promise you, all you need is one. All you need is one. In the first 48, if you ever just watch one, and they know it's going to hook you, so they make three in a row. So you end up sitting there for three hours and saying, my God, I was supposed to been gone. Law and order never just shows one. You got It show, always shows four of them bad boys. Scared straight. Come on. What's the other one with the addicted one? Intervention. Look, Taylor, no. They just be sitting there. I like. I thought we were supposed to go somewhere. They still sitting there. You should see Lady Mary because she's so animated watching it. This one guy, prison guy, was punking this little man. Tell what was he saying? He was saying something. But all Lady Mary was doing sitting there shaking like this. She's doing like this. And I'm like, babe, ain't nobody talking to you. Ain't nobody in front of you. (laughs) Cut the TV off. We're going to break this bondage. (laughs) Bless the Lord. It's a blessing. So so watch this. You can give all of yourself (coughs) to God because, watch this. In actuality, you and me already did. You know why you can give all of yourself to God? Because you and me already did. Or should I say we already were. 
Oh, I'm hoping y'all tracking me right now. Put up a th- go to Ephesians 1 and 4. How can I live my entire life for one thing? Because in actuality, I already did it. I already did. I'm not doing something new when I live for one thing. I already was in one thing. God, uh, there's only one thing that I was always in bef- before the foundation of the world. According as he hath what? Chosen us where? Where were we at? We were in him when? We were in him when? Foundations of the world. We were all the way in him before the foundations of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We can give all of ourselves to him because all of us was in all of him then. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? There was a time where there was only one thing I was always in. There was only one thing I was always doing. There was only one thing I was always seeing. There was only one thing I was always hearing. And all I'm doing when I go back to that one thing is recovering who I were. I'm not doing something new. I need you to understand that deep down in your heart, there's a cry saying one thing that I desire and that will I seek after. Deep down in your heart, you might not be able to explain it. All of you wants to be for all of God. Deep down in your heart, there's something inside of you telling you I'm supposed to bless him. That I'm supposed to worship him. I'm supposed to dance. I'm supposed to shout. I'm supposed to love him because before you were formed in your mother's womb, you were in him and in nothing else. You wasn't in the sports, you were in him. You wasn't in the fashion, you were in him. You wasn't in the food. All I'm doing is awakening your native hunger. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. I'm awakening something in the Wukandans. Y'all ain't talking back to me. I'm awakening something in your native nature that lets you know I'm made for one thing. I'm made for one God. I'm made for one purpose. I'm made for one anointing. I'm made to live for one thing. One thing that I desire of the Lord. And that will I seek after. I need somebody here to shout. You were made to do it. I need somebody here to clap. That's who you were. Deep down inside, I know I'm supposed to praise in my problems. And I'm trying to awaken my native nature. Deep down inside, I know. I in him and him in me. I know that before I knew that. Ah, I abide in his word and his word abide in me. Something about that clicks. Because before I was born in my mother's womb, he, he, I was already one with him. I wasn't in nothing else but him.
Young people, I want you to know God is awakening your native nature right now. I just need you to understand something. There is a radical worship that's being awakened in you and delivering you from your multiple personalities, your misidentification, your mad, you happy, you ugly, you sexy, you. All of that is going in the garbage. You're going back to what you're called to, and you're going to give God a glorious praise that releases a glorious glory in this earth. Because actually, that's what I was created. There's something in me telling me I was created for that. There's something telling me I was already. It's like deja vu. The way I'm living just feels right. I've been here before. I know this. Even though I don't know this, I know this voice. God, y'all ain't talking back to me. Hey, but anybody that ever had a baby in this house, uh, while that baby was still in that mama's belly, uh, glory be to God, uh, they never saw uh, the preacher preach. Uh, they never saw uh, the preacher run up and down. Uh, but there's something about what they heard while they were in you. Ah, they hadn't been out ah, there was something about what they heard when they were in you that when they come out of you they'll look at that voice and say I heard that before when I was in my I know this voice I know this spirit I know this life I know this holiness I know this word I know this truth I know this victory I know this nature I know this spirit this is what There's something about this telling me I was already here. Watch this. How can we live for one thing because we already lived in just one thing? It's impossible with all these temptations in the world. You already did it. Already. You already did it. You were in him and no one else. I want you to know, young people, you were made for him and no one else. And I want you to know God is jealous. And he's going to wreck relationships if he have to. He's going to remove people out of your vicinity if he have to. He'll make you fall flat on your face if he have to. He's a jealous God. Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Look at this. I'm almost done. Something about this just tells me this is who I am. Luke chapter 11, verse number 33. Look at this. This is, this is so powerful. And I'm closing. How long have I been preaching? About 30 minutes? Luke chapter 11, verse 33. Luke chapter 11, verse 33, look at this. <laughs> oh, glory. No man, watch this, Luke chapter 11, verse 33, look at this. No man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may do what? 
verse 34, very powerful. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when the eye be single, when you're one person with one devotion and one focus and one God, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thy eye is evil, thy body also is full of what? <coughs> to live life through a single lens is to be a light illuminator. Everybody follow me. To live life through, when you live life singly for God, you're actually an illuminator of light. Everybody follow what I'm saying? What is the, what is the path that I become a light illuminator to through a single devoted focus of all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength towards the Father? What, what path do I light up? I don't light a candle, I become the candle to that path. I, I, I don't start a fire, I am the fire that you can see that path from. He, glory be to God. What, 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 through singleness, I become a light to a path. I become a light bearer to the path that a people can take to walk in the fullness of God. All of God on all of them. They can get everything God wants to give them, which is too much. Amen. And there's only one way through the single focus. I become a light bearer to the access to the all of God. When you love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, he's going to give and it shall be given back unto you. He'll give you all of him. When, see, I become a light bearer to that reality that when you have single focus, if you come in this direction, God is going to slap you with something called all. He's going to hit your household with something called all. He's going to hit your ministry with something called all. I become a light bearer and illuminator. It's dark to the world. People don't know how to get all of God. So they just try to have a 15-minute devotional in the morning and think they're going to get all. Go to church every Sunday. I'll be good and go to church and think you're gonna, you can't get it that way. I become a light bearer to the darkness because people, you know how many people walk around in church and say, God, why you ain't came through? Why you ain't did this? Why you ain't? Because you, I, I want to give it to you, but you ain't giving it. Giving it what? What is an evil eye? I'm closing. An evil eye is actually what we would call today. I'm going to get in trouble. An evil eye is actually what we call today a well-rounded person. The person who is balanced. My problem is I hear no balance in love the Lord God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. What balance is in that? You got to have a little bit of this. You got to do that. What balance is in all of it? So my question is, if you are preaching that, who told you that? Have you been eaten? See, you've eaten from a tree of this world and gotten a taste for it. So now you want to justify your. I hear no balance in love the Lord with all your heart and mind. Soul and strength. An evil eye is a person that believes that life is to be lived for other subjects besides God. That things are supposed to be done for other things besides God. I hear none of that and love the Lord with all of my heart. Mind, soul, and strength. An evil eye, an eye of multiple devotions, is full of darkness. 
In other words, it's a lifestyle that keeps people from ever seeing the way to the altar of God. People who follow that lifestyle will never touch the altar of God. We got to make sure we're light and not dark. People should be able to see our light and say, that's the way to all of God. That's the way to all of God. That's the way to experience all of God. A people that love him with all of God. Sing a lot. When you're single-eyed, you can be trusted with multiple assignments. Don't you know, understand when you're single, you can go to a basketball game? Because the basketball game ain't in you. There's a, you can live. See, the reason, how do we, this is the question. This is why we get stuck. How do I give all of myself to him? The first thing I always resort to is what? Now, I want to give all myself, so I'm going to give myself rules to give all of myself to God. I'm going to give myself prayer rules, reading rules, so forth. But God just wants to be life. I don't have to focus. I'm going to spend 20 minutes every day focusing on God. When God wants to give you a life where you can't take your mind off of him. There's a big difference between a law to focus on him and a mind that won't take itself off of him. While I'm working. While I'm spending time with the family. Wow, because everything I'm doing is being discerned through the nature of God that's always with me, that's always talking with me, that I'm actually being a bridge between my family and God through our family time. I'm being a bridge. Everywhere I go, I am. And it ain't like I don't enjoy myself. I don't sit there and look deep. I talk to people. I hear people. I interact with people. I laugh with people. And the whole time, God is right there. It's a life, not laws. It's a life, not laws. Amen? What makes that possible? Come on. How do we get to love the Lord God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and still live? How do I do that? You know how? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. His life comes in us. I'm going to show you this and I'm closing. Put up that slide for me, Shelly. I'm closing on this. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Go to the other one first. Ephesians 1 verse 31. In whom ye also trusted after that you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that what? We got to be sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen? So do you understand there's a difference between being touched by the Holy Spirit and sealed by it? See, after there's a certain measure of the Holy Spirit you can get without believing. There's a certain measure that you can be touched by and you can actually be used with, used by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I hate to say used, but for lack of a better term, he moves through you. Amen. But to be sealed demands believing what you heard. Watch this. Go to the next one. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not what? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not? And how shall they hear without a? You can't believe it until you hear it. 
until you be, until you hear the fact that you can live life exclusively for God. You can never believe it. If you never believe it, you can never have it. You can never hear it unless there's a preacher who's seen it. Ain't nobody going to preach what they ain't seen. Amen. Guess what you have access to right now? Exclusive lifestyle. How? Because you heard it. You know all of your life can be for all of God. And there's nothing the devil can do to take back the fact that it's been in your ears. Now the question is what you do with it. You can give all of your heart to God. You can live a life where all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength belong to him. Come on. Does anybody, I know you can't see. How many of you can, be honestly, how many of you can see living like this? I can't. I think that's impossible. But guess what? God said it. God said it. God said it. So guess what? You have access to it. We have access to it. We have access to be that light that points people to a place where they can get the all of God. Through a, a people who are sacred. Amen. That don't mean you don't go on vacations. I don't mean you don't have to make laws. None of that stuff. I guarantee you when this life hits you, ain't nobody going to tell you to cut stuff off. Ain't nobody going to tell you to get your phone. Ain't nobody going to tell you to spend no time. Man, this life, the Bible says that the spirit of God came upon Jesus. He drove him. There are times where there's nobody physically pushing you, but something is pushing you. In the places of prayer, places of devotion, and as it's all hinges on what you do with the unction. If you properly steward that unction, more will come. But if you continue to quench the spirit, just don't quench it. You just heard the fact that you can love God with all of you, and God is already telling you what he wants you to do to begin to posture yourself to enter into a greater measure of that right now for you that believe it. Right now. Why does God want you to give him all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Because he wants to give you all of him. Give. It ain't got nothing to do. Give him your time. I want to live life. I want to see. I guarantee you're going to see more than if you ever live to see stuff. With him. I guarantee it. I want to make a mark. I want to do something. I guarantee whatever he has you to do, you'll never be more impacted than doing it here. I want to pray tonight, and I want to pray that you're touched with the grace of singleness. A singleness that gives us grace to live in a realm of loving God with all of our hearts without becoming law followers. He gives us life, not laws. Amen? Once you hear his voice, that's not law. That's just his instruction for you. He may tell you to get up at 7 a.m. and pray for the next week. 
That's not law, that's being led. That's voice. Amen? But I promise you one thing. 90% of you, God is, will, if he has not, is going to give you an unction to position yourself for what this word released in your heart. And I just need you to say yes to him in that personal place with him. Whatever that is, you do it. If it's cutting off something, if it's not watching something, if it's getting off of whatever it is, do it. And watch the glory of God fall on your life. Thank you, Lord. Everybody standing to your feet.